everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fry Dates with the Wife. In these episodes, my wife and I offer an entrepreneurial couple's perspective on living a more fulfilling and meaningful life. We share our little humble opinions and hopefully make you laugh as we navigate the ups and downs of being entrepreneurs and parents. And speaking of fulfillment, if you want to hire me as your coach, head over to robshowcoach.com, fill out an application, and we'll jump on the call to see if we are a good fit to help you create and design your dream life and business. That's robshowcoach.com. Before we get into today's Friday episode, our next Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind event will be in Dubai and Abu Dhabi for the F1 race on November 16th to the 19th. These trips are designed to get you out of your day-to-day around some amazing entrepreneurs and provide bucket list experiences that will have you coming home re-energized to grow your business and bring your life to a whole new level. Head over to workhardplayhardexperience.com and fill out an application. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly, busy beaver Murgatroyd. By the way, does any woman want to be referred to as a beaver in <laughs> in any way? Uh, I don't think so. No. And you know what I don't understand? You're going to tell me that you're going to want to cancel this recording, but I'm not going to let you. Oh, I can't wait. I've never understood <clears throat> why women women's parts are referred to as a beaver. Can you explain that to me? No. No, I really want to know. I I, I I literally I know don't that, know. I know that women, you know, beaver and, and when the 16-year-old boy and everybody laughs. But but when I look at a beaver, it doesn't look like anything. <laughs> it doesn't look similar. No. So I honestly, I'm being completely honest with you. I know that when one says a beaver, that it refers to, I think. An animal. I think. <laughs> I think that body part. But can you explain why? No. Can anybody- exp- I literally can't. And I- I don't You're uncomfortable e- right now, aren't you? A I little am, bit, little I bit. am. And I don't even honestly want to Google that because it just feels like, first of all, it's going to mess up the algorithm of every advertisement I mm-hmm. get. And it, it, that's where Googling things is dangerous because then the ads I'm served is going to be relating to a beaver and that's just not going to work out. Can you imagine, you know how as we walk through Italy and we see the, you know, the sheets that are hanging in the laundry, can you imagine if you had to put the things that you've Googled, Googled publicly, like people hang like sheets? Like your, your Google history, search history, <laughs> you had to like hang it outside the door. But that is not why we are here today, ladies and germs. We are here to help you become more old and crotchety. No, 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 no. No? Is that the opposite. The, oh, the opposite. It's opposite day. I got that wrong. So I'll give me some context. Last night we were out having dinner and you know I started to notice that there are things that I am doing where I'm very very set in my ways. You know, I'm 55 really? now and there are certain things that I like and there are certain things that I don't like and I don't enjoy deviating outside of those things. But to my credit, I feel myself r- resisting the crotchetiness. So here's the way I'm looking at it. If I'm going to be filling up my head with a bunch of Botox to live 
long, to live a long, to, to look young and live a long life, then I should also be young in spirits. And if I'm going to be young in spirit, then I have to make sure that the things that I'm doing that are crotchety, I'm not doing. Well, so last night when we're having this conversation, it was, it was provoked because we're noticing in ourselves and in friends that the older they get, and by the way, everyone who's our friend right now is going, is it me? We're noticing that there's a level of crotchetiness or like a lack of flexibility, maybe is another, a good term in certain areas. And we're, we're noticing it in people we've known many, many years. We're noticing this greater lack of flexibility or I like what I like and that's it. And it's like full stop. And so we were having this conversation last night about not becoming your crotchety elder, you know, and how could you prevent yourself from becoming that person? And look, we're still young, and we haven't completely crotchetied over. And I don't think that either of us, to be honest, are very crotchety in general, but we could definitely go that direction, you know? And we were just literally talking about the different ways to not do that. And I made a comment. I said, you know, it's really interesting because the last time I was in a situation, there's only a few times in, in one's life, I believe, when they're in a situation where they have like many, 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 like let's say 10 new budding friendships that they're forging. I think it's like kindergarten. You know, maybe if you switch schools, you have to make new friends and you and you have to get to know people and you have to let them get to know you. And, you know, maybe there's a person here or there, but like literally in your day-to-day -day life, in your neighborhood, unless you move to a completely new city and have to start over, you probably don't experience that in adult life. And so it's interesting being a basically a middle-aged person, letting people get to know you, getting to know other people. And then I'm seeing, or Rob is seeing, you know, these crotchety things that we're doing that are not going to help us make any friends. <laughs> well, I could, I could even see it in, in all kinds of ways. So I can even see it in, in, in conversations. So sometimes, you know, we'll go out with people and they'll have opinions and their opinions that they've had and they've held for a long period of time and they're inflexible. So if I had that same person out to dinner, I don't know, 15 years ago, they would be looking at the conversation, I would hope and probably believe they would. They would be looking at the conversation through learning and through understanding and through, you know, watching the other people, people, let's say at a table, you know, exchanging ideas. But over the course of, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, you start forming an opinion. You know, I believe X, Y, and Z. And then you're at a dinner and a topic is discussed and you've got this, you know, this baggage, this vault, this container of ideas that are widely held for you and you're inflexible and you don't want to hear any other way to do it. And, you know, the extreme is like, you know, I don't know if this still goes on anymore, but, you know, do you remember the, uh, the old, the old men in the, uh, 
in the Muppets where they're like, you know, they're like, uh, they're sitting in the theater and off on the side and they're yelling at each other. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those old crotchety men. Right, or like grumpy old men, like, grump- like the movie. Perfect example. Grumpy old men. <laughs> like how do we not allow ourselves to get to that place, right? And I think being curious is a, a young person's game. And I think if you can find ways to keep that curiosity and that desire to learn as you get older, I think that's like intentionally be curious. And I was watching a TikTok the other day and it was like, I don't remember what the context of it was, but it was something in dealing in this type of situation, right? And the the way out of it and to be curious and to keep that growth alive is to ask questions. And so if Rob has a different opinion than than I do, instead of just going, you're wrong, I can ask him questions about his opinion. And that may provoke him to, one, he will get it all out and he'll feel heard. But two, he might even ask a question back. Might being the operative word there. But I think curiosity, I think if you can look to children and see how they're malleable still and why, and they're flexible and they're curious and they are light. They're not, they're not heavy, you know? And we carry these opinions, we carry these opinions and often I think ego prevents you from changing your opinion. And there are a few people in this world that I watch flip-flop opinions to me in a positive way. Like, I, I thought this was negative and now I see the positive in it. I, I have so much respect for people and, and I would love to be that person that can truly listen to another side and be swayed. And I think that I think that's a part of, you know, first of all, identify in yourself what where your inflexibilities are. And then once you identify it, like once you see it, you can't go back, right? Once you admit you have a problem, then every time you do it, you have the problem, you know? So for me, I wanna work on being more curious about other opinions and less dogmatic in my own. And also asking questions and being willing to go, oh, I see, I see your point. I think I'm gonna go to your side now. And it takes, it takes two people, right, to do that. Like, Rob, you can do that with me. I can do that with you because we have such a long history and level of respect for each other that we can listen to each other. And that's part of why we have a great relationship is because we can sway each other into another way of thinking. But that's not the same when you're just, you know, in regular world friendships. Like maybe your best friend for 20 years has that ability, but brand new people, they haven't earned it yet, right? So, but but also, have you given them given them the opportunity? So, I think in my our quest of not being grumpy old men, I think we should stay curious, ask more questions, and be willing to be swayed. Like, be willing to be won over. Like, I think if you go into like a debate style thing with being willing to be swayed, then you are not dogmatic in your belief. And you might even learn, you might not at the end of it be swayed. You might actually think more of your own opinion, but at least you're open to it. Does that sound? Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm literally thinking out loud right now. Mm, So you're becoming an external processor. I'm definitely not. That's why that 
was very long and rambly. You know, look, for, for me, it's about intention. You know, it, when I, I'm super, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, no matter how I say this is going to, it's going to come across as vanity and I don't mean it this way, but I'm super intentional about wanting to be youthful, but it's not just in appearance because that there's only so much Botox in the world. That's going to, you know, I can only stick so many pops, popsicle sticks in my face to try and keep it from <laughs> drooping, you know, but I mean, I mean, in the sense of youthful, you know, in the sense of youthful in the mind as well, you know, when you meet somebody every now and again, you know, like I'm reading Tony Robbins' uh, new book. And by reading, I mean listening on Audible. To make that disclaimer. You have to. And Ray Kurzweil is doing the intro. Now, Ray's, Ray Kurzweil's a futurist. I don't know how old he is. I'm, you guys can Google it. I'm going to guess. I can, think. Can you tell me what a futurist is? I literally uh, don't know what you're talking about. It's exactly about. what you think a futurist would be, somebody who predicts the future. It's, huh? as, it's as simple as that. Like so, predicts it? Yeah. So he, like, like they're listening to, they have a, a communication like Abraham Hip style? Nope. Okay, so they're not predicting the future. Well, they may be predicting it with their own intuition, which so they're using is, they're using data they're, of what they believe using and whatever creating is, an opinion on what the future will hold. They're using whatever it okay. is they want to use, but the, but what, they're not channeling someone from the other side and predicting I, the future. Look, the answer Nostradamus. is I, the answer is I don't know. Okay. What the 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 goal of a futurist is to predict the future, and when somebody is a futurist and they have a track record from the time that they were, let's say. 20 and now they're 70 and they clearly predicted the future. Nobody cares what the hell they're doing. They don't care if they're talking to Abraham Hicks, they're using algorithms, computers, or, you know, smoke screens. It doesn't matter. They're predicting the future. So, um, Ray Kurzweil is a Google futurist. So they have these people that are on the board to tell them where things are going. So, you know, five years ago, he said, there's going to be a thing called the metaverse. And people are like, what the fuck is the metaverse? And he's like, everything is going to go online. And so in the beginning, everything seems crazy. Here's my point. My point is that, you know, I don't know how old Ray Kurzweil is, but I would suspect he's probably pushing 70. And he is fascinating, curious, fun, open-minded. And while I don't know him personally, I do know people that are like him. You know, we all know, you know, the 80-year-old person that we meet that is just open and telling stories, but they're fun stories. And they're, they're always up for a challenge. They're always up for a conversation. You know, if, if, if they're at a party and the music comes on, they're the first one that are dan that's dancing and laughing. There's a lightness that they have. And we also know the grumpy old man or woman that's 80 years old, that's crotchety and, and boring and saying, don't run like that. Listen to your mother. Stop doing that. Don't use your, you know, like, you know, we, years ago, people slapped us if we tried, if you were a lefty and you tried to write with your left hand. So things evolve, things change. You have to be open-minded. And I find myself resist, not resisting that. I find myself doing it. And so I'm trying to interrupt the pattern to make sure that that those things don't happen to me. Well, you know what? One area that I think it's really easy to see if you're getting crotchety or not is I feel like there needs to be like a crotchety test that you do, you know, every six months. The crotchety index? Yeah. If new things come out in technology and you immediately naysay it, TikTok, that's stupid. Metaverse, that's dumb. It's really good. If you immediately naysay it, 
you're turning into a crotchety old man. Yeah. That's what, or, or woman. I think because I find myself doing that because there's change is difficult for kids. Think about this. Like when Rob and I were thinking about moving to Italy, we were initially not in the actual, like we're moving here in the fall conversation, but just in a, in a greater, more high up conversation, we were talking about moving to Italy. And I said, you know, if we're going to eventually do this, we really need to look at doing it before Sophia's in like, let's call it the third or fourth grade. Because after that, I think changes, it can be very traumatic on a kid, but when they're young, they're so flexible with change and new and different. And as you get older, you become less flexible with change. And so you're less likely to move to a new city and start over. You are less likely to start a new career. Like all of those things are massive changes that require, like I said, like we're forging new friendships, like 10 of them at a time, you know? And like, we're doing so much new stuff right now that change is just part of our day-to-day life. And it's uncomfortable. Like it's truly uncomfortable now. But for Sophia, because she's seven, it's way easier. So I think as we get older, our flexibility decreases and our, our desire for change. And so now talking about something like the metaverse, it's like, well, why do we need to be in an online digital da 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 Like, and you have this, and do you like the voice I did there, by the way? It was good, really, really good. But, but you, you have, said that was a man saying that, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. But you have this, this idea of how stupid this is. And you're like, what if you were curious and you were like, hmm, okay. But what could the metaverse be good for? What could be a benefit to it? How could this benefit society? And like, we always look at the negative, right? So I think that, I think things like that, I think technology is a really good barometer of your crotchetiness. You know, not crotchiness. Crotchiness, no, back to the beaver. You know, look, there are, thank you. You know, uh, one of the guys that I think is not doing this as he ages and is being super intentional about it are two people that we all admire in very high regard. One- Can I guess? Yeah. Gary Vee. Yeah. And Tony Robbins. That's it. Those yeah. are the two people. First two people came to my like, mind. Like imagine, okay. So here, here, was, my, here was my point Sorry, with that. I just got excited. Here was my point with that. You know, <clears throat> when our parents were kids and they listened to the Beatles, the Beatles were the devil. When I was a kid- Black Sabbath was the devil. They probably were the devil, but they were the devil, right? (laughs) Now the iPhone is the devil. And when you listen to guys like Tony Robbins and Gary Vee, they are not, they're opposite. Gary Vee particularly. They're nuts. They're saying, wake up. We are in a different world now. And if you think that you're going to tell your kid to not get on the iPhone or not get on the iPad or not play Roblox, it's the equivalent of your parents' parents saying, don't listen to the Beatles. You saying, I'm not going to listen to Led Zeppelin or, you know, or Black Sabbath or them saying you're not going to play. It's, it's futile. Time marches on, things move and you can't stay stuck in 
this, you know, back in my day, you know, I walked to the school, uh, you know, up, uh, I walked to school both ways uphill, right? Barefoot in, in, the, in snow. the snow. You can't, you, 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 at some point you have to move on. And so we're giving you examples of crotchetiness that, it, that rear its ugly head across many platforms. It could be in relationship with friends. It could be in your relationship with technology and your children's relationship with technology. It could be in where you live. You know, like when I talk to my, my mom who, you know, doesn't really love where she is and hasn't for years. But whenever I ask her, I get the same answer. And most of my, most of my friends' parents say the same thing. And they say, where am I gonna go? <laughs> my like, whole life is here. My, like everything is yeah. here. And so because I- Because there's an unwillingness to start a new life and to, to have, in, cause it's hard. It's, it's really difficult. I mean, you know, you and I had each other to lean on, you know, we're, we're shooting a, uh, a YouTube series that'll be coming out. We'll tell you more about that later, but we're in the process. We're gonna release, release it like a Netflix series where they all come out at once. I just think that that's the right way to do it because that's how I like to watch stuff. And we are in the editing process of episode two and watching, watching that process of us leaving California and moving here to Italy, was really fucking hard. And if we didn't have- It was emotional. It's really emotional. If we didn't have each other to go through and the excitement of what the future would look like, I don't, I don't know that this would have happened. I, I, cer have. I certainly wouldn't have done it. It wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. And so, you know, what, what are the lessons we're kind of taking? We're, we're using the, the grumpy old man as, you know, the contrast of what we don't want to be to decide how do we not become that, right? So what did we say? Be curious, stay curious, try to be swayed, like allow yourself to be swayed by an opinion. Maybe it's uh, someone else's, maybe it's new technology, but also like look at how your kids, or if you can think back to how your kids, little kids, like under seven, how flexible and malleable they are. Like I'll give you a great example for as long as you and I have been together, on Sundays before we moved to Cal before we moved to Italy, Sundays were our family brunch, mimosas, and watch like binge watch Italian TV or whatever CBS Sunday morning. But that was our days. If anyone knows us, they know on Sunday we do brunch. We basically sit on the couch in a Snuggie. It's the only, we, we don't do that any other day during the week, but Sundays we do. And we would periodically get invites to a party or, hey, do you guys wanna go to the park or any of these things? If it was on the Sunday, the answer was no, absolutely not. Like we literally will not adjust our Sunday schedule for anyone, anything, anytime. Like if Sophia was graduating Harvard, I'd say, Sophia, I'm sorry. Just, just <laughs> don't got, make it on a Sunday. Just, they, you're gonna have to talk to them because I'm not on Sunday. But that is such, if you think about it, that is exactly what we're talking about, being so inflexible and stuck. And so today we're recording this on a Sunday and we don't have that same thing we do, but we do have a new root Sunday routine. And- we were invited to a Super Bowl party and we are going. And there are probably parts of both of us that are like, I don't want to, I, I, I can't because it's Sunday and it and it's our, disrupts our Sunday routine. But because we are committed to 
creating new friendships. We're committed to not being grumpy old people and not getting stuck in this routine. We're going and we're going to have a great time. Yeah. And I think the other lesson is to say yes more. You know, yeah. you've, you've heard people say that and it's true. It, there are in almost, it's kind of like working out, right? You never, ever want to go to the gym or at least most people don't unless you're feeling like really energetic and great. But there are days, let's say, when you don't want to go, but you never feel bad when you leave, right? Every time you leave, you're like, I'm, I'm glad I did that. And the same thing, the same thing here, there are times where, way more social here. And I don't really know why, but we are. <laughs> Isn't like, it weird? Like our dance card is so fucking full. We are constantly out with somebody and we're just saying, yes. People are asking us, you know, hey, you guys want to come to Supart? Yes. You guys want to come dinner on Wednesday night? Yes. Do you guys want to go out Saturday? Yes. Uh, you want to have lunch? Yes. And we're busy. I mean, we are really, really Everybody's busy. Everybody's really busy. Everybody's busy. And, but, but we're, we're making time we're to making, do these things. That's, that's my point. We're, we're making the time to do this. And I think I'll leave you with this. I think the biggest thing for me is to make sure it's easy to fall into sound bites. For example, it's easy here in Italy to, when you have Wi-Fi that sucks, it's very easy, as an example, it's very easy to sit here and say, you know, in America, we, we call fucking Wi-Fi, we pay them $100 or whatever it is, and the house is flaming fast, and it's great. It's not a problem. Or cell service. In America, we have cell service like 98% of every single place we go. At some point, if you're going to try and change and you're going to do something different, it's not going to be exactly like where you came from, but that's by design. You're trying to change it and you're trying to do something new, you know? And the other thing is, I, I, I can hear myself saying it and I certainly hear the people around me saying it. You know, when I was a kid, you're, you gotta let that go. You gotta let go where you, you know, where you came from and look, not look to the future through the windshield and not through the rear view mirror in the car. Does that make sense? Yeah, and and on that too, it's because I hear myself saying it too. It, it's so easy to go, well, when we were kids, we just did it this way. Or when we were kids, we don't have the same issues that kids have today. We don't have the same level of technology. We don't, I mean, we were bored, you know? And yeah, I know kids should be bored. But that's, people say that people are like, kids should be bored and they're creative. There, We are not adult, as adults in this time period, we cannot relate to the way our children are growing up and the things that they're doing because technology has accelerated so quickly. Their lives are so different. Education systems, some of them are very different than when we were a kid. And like I was reading Sophia's report card, which they don't even call it that. And it was paragraphs and not letter grades or number of grades. It was literally paragraphs describing her interaction. And it wasn't like cut and paste sentences. It was like real. Like that's very different than when I was a kid. And so I feel like, again, back to the crotchety, <laughs> be curious and look at how these kids are handling technology. How are they handling change? And be willing to go that way. Like you know? when, I, when I think about it, and we'll, we'll wrap with this because I think we, we hammered this one home. But when I think about Sophia now, you know, at seven years old in school, 
and the things that she's doing, her education was far superior to my education when I was when I was a kid. We were forced to memorize inane dates and times. You know, Abe Lincoln did this, and Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492, and we we were forced to memorize things and then come home. And I remember, you know, my parents had this long wall that had an encyclopedia of, you know, A, B, C, each, you know, giant volume that I had to go in and research. Now she hits a fucking button and she gets all the answers. But what that does is it allows time for other learning. Like there is, for me, there is no value in memorizing, unless you're going to be a tour guide. There's no value to me in the fact that she knows that 1872 and not 1873, this is what happened. For me, if you can Google the 1873 part, but now in class, we're having real conversations, philosophical conversations about arts and science and why somebody thought, and we're not wasting time with facts that don't fucking mean anything. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I think this is different in every school district, but where she is now and the reason we put her there is because it's more based around teaching kids to think versus regurgitate. But I think we're getting off track here. So- No, we're we're, we're actually not getting off track. And I'll tell you why. Because all of these things, like you could make the argument and go, this, this falls exactly into crotch of the old man. The crotch of the old man goes, now you hit a button and you get the answer to everything. When I was a kid, I had to go to the library. I had to open a book, figure out the Dewey Decimal System, read the book. But more than that, they're like, kids should know how to, why? Uh, why? For what? <laughs> why? Listen, we got very excited, okay? But we have a Super, Super Bowl party to go to, which by the way, I don't really understand. And here's why. Because which we're, sport is it? Because, well, it's not even this, it's not even what sport it is. Cause it, it, it's soccer, obviously. No, I'm kidding. Okay, well, let me ask you this, Smarty Pants. Who's in the Super Bowl? I know the LA Rams, but I don't know who else. I did not even know that that one was in it. Okay, <laughs> but what's weird about it is where- We can't even watch it. How many hours ahead are we from the- where, where We're, they, well, we're it, six they, hours ahead from the East Coast. All right, where are they playing it, first of all? Probably in LA. I don't, I, I actually don't know. This is it very, doesn't even matter. It usually, it usually is like 6 p.m. Eastern time, I think, is usually about kickoff. And that'll be midnight here. So we're really just going to party. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we are, we're headed out next week, to I not believe. be crotchety old people. No, no, no. We're headed out in about, I guess about a week to Dubai. We have an upcoming event in Dubai. We'll tell you more about that. It'll be at the end of November. We're going to be doing Dubai and Abu Dhabi for our next Work Hard, Play Hard event. So if you're interested- And we're going to go check it out now. And we're going to go check it out. We're going to do some recon. So make sure you stay close to our IG stories. You'll see a bunch of stuff on that. And if you're interested in the the next event, just shoot us a, a DM and we'll tell you how you can get an application completed. All right, that's it, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 